This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Seek Reality Radio with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about your reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here is Roberta. Dear friends, there is one reality. We understand that now. We used to think we somehow lived in two simultaneous realities, one religious, one scientific. But of course, science and religion are mutually exclusive. We have to admit that. And neither of them can really tell us the whole truth about our one reality because at this point, they're both belief systems. Theism and atheism, that's all they are. My whole life, I've mightily craved to understand what really is going on. And what I've learned is that when we study nearly 200 years of abundant and consistent communications from the dead, we actually get a, a pretty complete picture of one reality that fits the systems that both theism and atheism hold dear. And what we learn from the dead about our one reality is consistent, amazingly so, with both quantum physics and the teachings of Jesus. How amazing is that? Our guest today is my wonderful friend, Craig Hogan. He's here to share with us the wonderful successes of the Academy for Spiritual and Consciousness Studies conference that was held last July that I talked about ad nauseum, probably, as far as you're concerned, and to preview for us the ever even more exciting conference of the Afterlife Research and Education Division of the Academy that's going to be held next September 25th to 27th in Scottsdale, Arizona. Go to ASCSI.org for more information and to get super early bird prices. Welcome, Craig, I'm so glad you're here. Hi, Robert. I'm happy to be back. So uh, we're going to talk about that wonderful conference that we had. So, so you were you were the co-chair of it, who was really the brains mm-hmm. and the genius and the and the light behind it all. T- tell me your feelings about how the conference went and what the highlights were. We know what the vision was. The vision was that we know today we can communicate with our loved ones who are on the other side of the veil, and it's as though they were in the next room. And all we have to do is call out to them and then listen when they send a message back to us. So we know that that's true, that people don't realize it. And so what we did was to assemble the people who had represented 16 different methods of communicating with the other side and communicating very successfully, very consistently, brought them all together so that they could explain to everybody how easy it is and how anyone can do it. Anyone can have a connection with a loved one who is on the other side of the veil at any time they want to. They just have to choose the right method and learn how to do it. So we brought them together, and we had a wonderful conference. It was uplifting, and every there was a lot of energy, and people going through the hallways smiling at each other and, and oh, congratulating yes. each other on the conference. And uh, it was just a wonderful time. And we, in fact, did learn uh, from every one of them about the method of communication that they use, and uh, it turns out that there are wonderful methods that we didn't even know about that we found out from them, and uh, we know we can communicate anytime, and now it's just a matter of bringing it out to people and letting them choose the method that is best for them. 
Yeah, it was, I have to just echo the notion that it was a love fest. It really surprised me. Many of the people who attended, and there were, uh, I don't know, over 200 people there, many of them were grieving or, or had been grieving. They'd mm-hmm. lost people. Um, they were troubled. So they sort of came in thinking death. But within a day, they were thinking life. And the, mm-hmm. the, the energy around these people was so extraordinary. I would talk to people. They would tell me their story about who they'd lost, but they'd be smiling. They were learning, you know, really in the zone of knowing that their loved ones were eternal. And it was glorious to see the difference. Yeah, there were big changes in people. And uh, only because of the fact that we brought to them what we know to be true. We didn't uh, do anything special. No, we to do is to right. let them know what the truth is. And that, that's an experience that uh, everyone should have. Everyone should have the experience of, of realizing that their loved one is just a, a thought away and then communicating with them. And uh, so anybody can do it, and, and they can do it at any stage. We have people who are communicating with their loved ones soon after their passing, soon after their transition to the other side, and communicating with loved ones who have been gone for 40, 50 years. Yes. So anybody's available to communicate. Yes, and and there were some wonderful things that happened at the conference just that I know about. Um, one of them was Betty Ann Miller, who was a widow, and um, Sonia Rinaldi, who does extraordinary things with bringing, with using a computer to bring pictures and and visitations from from the dead, and and Betty Ann Miller had communications from her husband directly through computer at, actively at the conference. She's going to be my guest in a few weeks, but um, she has an extraordinary story to tell. And we've also had um, Carol and Mikey Morgan have been my guest several times. Mikey is has, has graduated at the age of just 20, about seven, eight years ago, and he communicates with his mother by pendulum, which I didn't believe in for a minute when I first heard it, but I've frankly witnessed so much there's no question it's real and she gave lessons to parents to mothers primarily on communicating with their children and uh, by pendulum and days later they were saying they had taken her instructions they had taken these pendulums and circles that 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 they had we gave out the circles and they had for the first time had active communication from their dead children and they were thrilled because they said he said he's been trying to find a way to communicate with me for years just just anecdotally they say these extraordinary things to me in the corridor it was so wonderful even one story like that makes it makes it fantastic that everybody was there but there were so many craig i i was floored by it yeah yeah it it was a wonderful experience for everyone to watch their eyes light up to watch the discoveries that they were having yeah because it's uh these things are available to them and and they're relatively easy to do it's just that people don't know how to do them so once they do finally do them then they the the light bulb comes on and they realize what they can do and and uh they then look backwards and say oh now i understand how she was trying to communicate with me and i just didn't get it yeah and now they're they're open to it and and uh, one of the things that happens is, as you say, when you when you first hear about things like the pendulum, then your first reaction is, oh, that's not possible. Yep. And I think the, 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 uh, the oh, not possible reaction is a very normal reaction, and we all have it until we get into it and find out that these things really are possible. So uh, anybody who starts off with, a, um, you know, oh, I can't imagine that that would be true, that's a normal reaction. But if you stay with it and go to the next step and watch it happen, 
and experience it yourself, then you realize the truth and then you realize what can happen. And it's glorious because of the fact that we can communicate with our loved ones. We're talking now in, in grief support. Uh, about ongoing relationships. We're talking about continuing bonds is, is one of the words that's used. And so what we're doing is we're getting a new relationship. It's a different relationship. Yes. But it's a, it's a new and, and wonderful and fulfilling relationship, and it's one that people cultivate and can have from then until the time when they transition over, which is the, in the blink of an eye. And uh, yes. during that time, they can have a fruitful, full relationship with their loved one who's on the other side now. Yeah, no, it's it's true. It does transform people's ideas and attitudes about about communication. Um, tell us about the book before the uh, the uh, conference even happened. One of the things that Craig did was to have these key presenters put together chapters for a book, which um, is called I think it's called Afterlife Communication, right? Mm-hmm. Afterlife Ava- Communication mm-hmm. available on Amazon, and mm-hmm. um, the reviews for that book. I mean, this was put together just to sort of help people have a better understanding of what was possible for them. It wasn't almost it wasn't really an afterthought, but it wasn't the main goal of the conference. But we've had some wonderful reviews. My husband is reading it. He doesn't care about anything I do, <laughs> but he's gotten all engrossed. Every dinner, he tells me about a different chapter and what was in it. So this is a book that even people who are not ordinarily interested in this stuff will find fascinating a wonderful job thank you so much craig for doing that and and to the presenters for putting forth that extra effort yeah we had wonderful uh, reactions to it and and the reason that it has that effect on people is that it's filled with stories so it's really the way in which people have communicated using each one of these methods so the subtitle of the book is 16 successful methods and 85 uh, uh, genuine stories so these are actual real life stories of people who've used these methods and as a result of them have communicated with their loved ones on the other side. And they're uplifting, evidential, and many of them have uh, evidence to show that the connections were real and valid. And uh, they, you can't help but read through it and, and be really uplifted and supported in, in our understanding of what goes on in the relationship that we have, the continuing relationship with people on the other side. And uh, it, it's just the beginning. There will come a time the time is, is not too far distance when uh, these are taken for granted. So it's taken for granted yes. that we can communicate with our loved one who's on the other side. And uh, we have them as part of our day, just as we do somebody who's living in another country. And uh, we talk with them by phone in the other country every few weeks or uh, every few months. And in the same way, we can communicate with our loved one on the other side. And we can do that daily. We have people now who are communicating every day. Uh, using the self-guided afterlife communication method. And that's a method that's freely available online. Anybody can get on, and it's a training program. So it's not just a single meditation that people go through. This trains them to open up themselves so that they can communicate. It starts off with a guided meditation with music in which uh, I narrate a, a guided meditation to take them into a, a state in which they can have the communication, and then it goes from there to the next stage, and the next stage is uh, in which they can have the communication, but they don't have to have the narration guiding them through it, just the music. And the last stage is when they can just sit down quietly any place, relax themselves, go to the place where they know they can communicate, and have an open communication, and there are uh, hundreds of people who are doing that now. It's very successful. And so we're, what we're doing is we're teaching people how to have that relationship with those on the other side. 
What the what one of the things that's important to understand about people who use your method or or use the uh, therapist induced method is that these are real experiences with bodies walking on the beach or in the mountains, holding mm-hmm. hands, giving a hug, having a conversation. How is this possible? Because everything, in essence, happens in mind. And what we're doing then, we're learning to meet with our loved ones in the way that we are still intimately connected, which is at the level of our minds. And it results in real experiences. I've spoken with people who've done this. It blows me away to hear their stories. So mm-hmm. it's certainly worth trying. What's the, what's the website? Craig, give the website. It is um, uh, self-guided, period, spiritual understanding, period, org, O-R-G. Self-guided, period, spiritual understanding, period, org. And anyone can get on it. It's free. It's free, and uh, and uh, it gives you a chance to find a way to connect with in an intimate way. You know, let's let's go have a picnic way with people Mm -hmm. that you thought you wouldn't see again until you died yourself. You can see them right now. Mm -hmm. Like anything worth doing, it does take some effort. It's a process. I think it's an eight-step process, is it? Yes, right, eight-steps process. Mm -hmm. And, And each one of the steps goes further and further into having them able to do it themselves. Uh, the eighth step, the final step, is, is becoming attuned to the sense of presence. And the sense of presence is a real sense. It's just like seeing and hearing. It's just that people don't realize it. They don't uh, understand it and accept it. But the sense of presence, when you have a feeling like someone is there, that's a real sense. It's like seeing them or hearing them. And uh, all people have to do is become accustomed to that. And then when they have the sense of presence, just relax for a minute, stop and close your eyes, and you can have a, a relationship, you can have a communication with the person who is there with you uh, because they want to contact you. And they continue the relationship on the other side, too. They're ecstatic. You know, the yes. people on the other side are just ecstatic about it. You know, they're yes. excited that finally they can get through and finally they can communicate. They've been trying to for years, and, and it gets them to the point where they can do it now. Yeah, this is a, this is a very exciting uh, time to be alive, to be mm-hmm. aware of what's going on. Because you're right, within a few years to a few decades, we'll be having regular conversations with mm-hmm. our dead loved ones. Think about how, what it will be like when people who have just lost a husband or a child can ring them up. How are you doing? I'm fine. I'm going mm-hmm. to play. I'm fine. I'm going to go skydiving, whatever it is they're going to do. Just, just continue that kind of how's your day experience with people that right now people are bereft at the loss of a dear husband or mm-hmm. wife or the loss of a child. We can, we can end that grief. Think of the transformation to the world that will be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, the uh, Rochelle Wright's method, which is uh, guided afterlife communication, uh, it's done by a psychotherapist and it's in the psychotherapist's office. Uh, but she has a reduction in grief of 86%. In a single session, wow. so people people come in and they're sobbing and they, and they feel such a loss and they don't know what the, where, where the loved one has gone and and they leave it and they're joyful and they're hugging and and uh, they're continuing the communication and and then they start to to realize they they start to have the sense of presence more after these experiences. So they'll be standing in the kitchen and they're and they're doing something they're doing dishes and and uh, suddenly they'll have a sense of presence and then they realize that their loved one's there. And that realization that, that their loved one has come to visit, uh, that is still around them, that's a wonderful, wonderful feeling. And it's one that everyone should have because they're there and they're anxious to communicate with us.
Yeah, how extraordinary. Mm -hmm. We're going to be talking after the break about what's up next. One of the things that we're delighted about is that some 70 people uh, who were at the conference in July immediately signed up to come to the September conference in 2015, which tells you all by itself what an extraordinary experience that July conference was. Meanwhile, you're listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Our guest today is my great dear friend, Craig Hogan, and we'll be right back. Afterlife researcher Victor Zamet has long been a leader in the field of helping us understand what is going on. Like Roberta Grimes, Victor is an attorney. Like her, he was dissatisfied with the scientific and religious explanations of reality. So he did what lawyers do. He examined the evidence. And when he drew the same set of conclusions that every open-minded researcher has drawn, he began to educate the world. Roberta considers the free Friday Afterlife report that Victor and Wendy Zamet produce to be indispensable access to fresh information about our one reality. Go to victorzamet.com and sign up to receive their wonderful Friday Afterlife report. That's V-I-C-T-O-R-Z-A-M-M-I-T dot com. It's the best news you'll read all week. Roberta Grimes spent decades reading more than 150 years of abundant and consistent communications from the dead. The result is her book, The Fun of Dying, Find Out What Really Happens Next. The Fun of Dying shows you why your mind is eternal. It explains how you can enjoy the death process, and it describes in detail the glorious forever that awaits us all. Now Roberta follows The Fun of Dying with The Fun of Staying in Touch. Learn how our dead loved ones give us spectacular signs of their survival. Learn about the wonderful ways that you can stay in contact with those you love. Go to robertagrimes.com for more information. It turns out that love really is eternal. Welcome back to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. As I think most of you know, past episodes of Seek Reality are available for free on iTunes. And thanks and much love to our more than 130,000 friends who already have subscribed to Seek Reality there. Thank you so much. If you'd like to join them, just go to iTunes and look for Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Today we're talking with Craig Hogan, who has just helped us to walk through the delights and joys of the July 2014 Conference of the Academy for Spiritual and Consciousness Research. Now, let's talk about this coming year, because 2014 was a great beginning, but um, I think we all feel that we can do even more wonderful things. And we plan to do a 2015 conference uh, in September and a 2016 conference in in December of that year, at which time we hope we'll be able to basically bring about the singularity, who knows, but, but, but even more spectacular than this coming year, which look, is looking pretty great. So tell us about that, Craig. Yeah, this year is, uh, in 2015, we're going to have a conference in September, 
September 25th through the 27th in Scottsdale, Arizona again. And uh, this conference is going to be dedicated to life in the afterlife. So the first conference was communication with those on the other side. And now we're going to talk about what they're doing over there. And uh, so we're going to be bringing together, we now have 24 presenters. And the 24 presenters are going to take us through all of the stages of life in the afterlife. They're going to begin with the transition, what happens immediately before, deathbed visions and, and, and near-death visions uh, that happened before, and then what happens immediately afterwards to the person who transitions over, and in the days that follow. And, and we're having people come in like Carla Wills Brandon, who's very well known for her pre-death and deathbed visions work. Uh, she'll be describing what these visions are like and the fact that they're real when, when somebody reaches out and, and they, just before they're ready to pass and they reach out to, to and they smile and, and there's a whole change in their demeanor. Uh, that's a result of the fact that the people from the other side are coming to them. They have their feet in both worlds at that point so they can see the person on the other side and they're delighted to realize that now they're going to have that wonderful reunion with the person who had passed many years before. And we know that these are real and that they happen to people uh, so that nobody dies alone. Uh, nobody passes to the other side alone. Everyone is supported. And uh, then once they've gone to the other side, once they've made the transition, then we know what happens to them. We know the stories. And the stories are delightful. And, and they're just a great variety of them because this is an individual experience. The whole world is made for us as an individual. This is our personal universe. And so because it's made for us as individuals, our method of passing and what happens to us when we come to the other side is entirely unique. But there are some methods that happen, that, and they happen pretty consistently. People very often will awaken after what is in, in three Earth days, and they'll find themselves in a, what looks like a hospital, but it's a reception area. And there then they, they rest and, and people come to, to tend them and then their loved ones come to them and, and it's a gradual transition for them. For other people uh, on the other side, they're ready for it, they're, they understand what's going to happen, they're spiritually attuned when they pass. So when they wake up on the other side, they may wake up in, in what is a very familiar house, very often the house of their childhood that is reproduced on the other side. and. They wake up and, and in the bed, and there are all of their loved ones who have passed that are around them, uh, and it's glorious. We had one fellow who woke up. He actually woke up in a field, so he was under a tree. Uh, <laughs> the, and uh, he woke up in the field, and there coming towards him was the person who, who who greeted him after he had transitioned. And he said in his description of it, because he described it in a recording that we have, uh, he said, uh, well, uh, the person who greeted me wasn't one of my ex-wives, thank God. And he said, uh, <laughs> the person who greeted, the, the one who greeted me when I, when I transitioned over was, was Nellie, my horse. And she of came walking course. up to him and, and was, uh, was full of joy at, at, at meeting him. And, and, uh, and so he had his reunion with his horse who had, uh, he said had, had worked for him when he was uh, on this side of life. But the transitions and, and the reunions that happen are just breathtaking. And so we'll be going through the, the transition and what happens afterwards. Some people end up being uh, stuck and need to be rescued, and Bruce Moen is going to be speaking about that. Uh, he actually teaches. He'll be doing his workshop at the, the, the conference. So he'll do a two-day workshop. It'll start on the Sunday when the conference ends and goes right through Monday, he'll be teaching people how to go to the other side and do rescues to actually help people who are stuck because 
they don't know what to do. They, they, they were spiritually ignorant when they were here, which happens to so many people. They didn't know what, what it was like to pass on to the next uh, page of their life. Uh, they believe themselves to be dreaming. You know, they're going to wake up and, and they're stuck. And Can I give so, a testimonial about that, Craig? Because I, I was mm-hmm. in his workshop and I think of myself as about as psychic as a post. But I was very curious about this rescue work. And I told him in, in advance, I said, I'm so sorry, I won't be able to actually do it, but I just want to observe. He said, you'll do it. Mm-hmm. And he guided us through a series of, of meditations. And it turns out what I learned from him, and I kind of knew this before, is that the dead have a lot more trouble doing rescue work. You need to have either someone who has just died with them or someone who is in a body but just you know, basically somehow traveling out of the body uh, mm-hmm. because those people are more readily observed by the dead. Well, when, he, when we got down to the rubber meeting the road, I said, I can't do this, I can't do this, I can't do this, but I closed my eyes and I found myself walking into a garden. I didn't believe this, so therefore it got spotty. Every, every time I'd say, I, I don't believe this, it would get spotty, but then I'd say, oh, something's happening. I was walking into this very overgrown English court. I knew I was in England, the south of England, and there was an old woman dressed like you know the 1700s working at a spinning wheel. And I got that she had died in 1780, and I said, I said, he had said, if you, if you don't see your, your person uh, who is there with you, there will be a guide with you. If you don't see that person, imagine someone. So I said, I, I'm, I don't want to see a big, tall guy, which is what the, the higher level of beings look like. I want to see a kid. I want to see a 10-year-old. So lo and behold, a 10-year-old boy dressed like maybe the 1920s knee socks, you know, um, the suspender pants, was standing there, complete with cowlick. Oh, I said, I, now I have someone. And I said to the woman, hello and she looked up at me and she said can't you see i'm busy this happened craig this really happened (laughs) and i said well you know your children really are waiting for you and they're excited and this little boy is going to take you to the children and then she could see that little boy and i got in my mind from him i've been trying to rescue her for a hundred years and i have not been able to get her attention (laughs) and there she stood up, she took his hand, and we had been told we can follow. We, we shouldn't interfere once they get that there's somebody there, but we should follow. So I followed, and we, we, we went to what looked like a Cotswolds village, and there were standing a little crowd of people who were, who were dressed like early 1800s, you know, beautifully dressed, and I got, those are her children. They were so happy to see this old woman who finally figured out she was mm-hmm. dead and was being reunited mm-hmm. with her children. I mm-hmm. did that. If I hadn't yeah. been there that day, she'd still be sitting there. I have to tell you, that was one of the most amazing things that's ever happened in my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, he said, yep. there are so many people waiting to be rescued. Everybody should be doing this. We all should be doing this. And I thought, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Yeah, only really everybody true. knew. Yeah, that's really true. And and those who attend his workshops, who learn how to do this, virtually all of them are able to do it. Uh, this is not difficult. And the, the the only difficulties are our own inability, our own ignorance, uh, our own doubts about uh, being able to do it. And all we have to do is learn. All we have to do is be open and, and allow it to happen. And uh, and it can happen. And, and it's very uplifting and, and, and very fulfilling for us, you know, because it, it broadens our understanding of the universe our relationship to the higher power, to the source, and to our loved ones who are on the other side. Uh, and eventually then that changes our relationship with people on this side. So uh, if humankind can learn this, and, and I believe it's going to be happening in the future, uh, yeah. if humankind can learn this, we will live together in peace and brotherhood because we realize that we're so much more than bodies, 
that this little brief interlude that we're having is just one little period within the whole text of our lives. And we then are, are going to be different people. Uh, humankind will be different. So what we're doing right now is we're just seeing the beginning of it. Uh, we're, this is just uh, the first second of an eternity of, of this happening. And, and we're privileged and we've been chosen to be part of this. And, and now our role is to help other people to understand. That's what we're doing now. So then the, uh, the 2015 uh, conference is going to continue that. We're going to be talking about things like the people who are stuck. So that's just the first stage. Then after the people transition to the other side, then uh, there are spirits and entities that, that influence us on the earth plane from the other mm -hmm. side. We're going to talk about those. Who are they? Who are the shadow people? These are the negative people on the other side. Uh, some of them are not even people. They've never been people. Uh, but we're also going to be talking about how our loved ones communicate with us from the afterlife. Savarna Wiley is going to be speaking. She is one of the Newton Institute people. That, if you know anything about the, if our listeners know anything about the Newton Institute people, they are the life between lives people. So they take people in to understand what happens in the life between the lives that are on the earth plane. And one of the things that they find out when they go into that life between lives is they find out how our loved ones are, are desperately trying to communicate with us. Uh, and they do that right from the moment that they, that they have their passing. They yeah. very often attend their own funerals. And, and, and what they, they are uh, screaming, they're just wishing that people could understand is, I'm fine. Please don't grieve so much. I'm here. You know, everything is fine. Uh, I'm healthy. I'm happy. And uh, you're going I'm to be young, too. You get, it. you get to be young there. Think about that. You get that. to be young, yeah. They, what they do is they, they take on the, the appearance of, that they had in their prime of life. So usually it's in the late 20s and early 30s. And uh, they don't do that by thinking, oh, you know, I'd like to look like I'm in my 20s or 30s. It just happens because that's desirable for them. And so then uh, the appearance that they have is what they would most like to have, the world in the, in, in the afterlife, the, the world on the next plane of life that, that we go into. It, it's just like this. We are on a spiritual plane. The earth plane is a spiritual plane. And uh, so the next realm of life is on a different vibration, but it's just as solid as this. It's exactly like this with none of the negatives. So everything that's wonderful about the earth, uh, you know, all of the nature and, and the, the, the beautiful uh, oh, ambience yes. when, when, the, when it's warm but not cold or, or hot, uh, those kind of beautiful days, that is consistently happening in, on the next plane of life, which is rather like a, a rest plane. That's where we have a chance to recuperate, be with our loved ones, spend time before we, we decide to go on to the next stage of our spiritual evolution. And we can stay there as long as we want. Uh, and, and so it's, this, it sounds like it's too wonderful to be true, but it is the truth. That is yeah. the way that the, the reality is. That's the way that our eternal lives are. And uh, people just have to realize that. Uh, when they go on to the other side, it's going to be a wonderful time. Then we're going to have uh, Peter Wright, who is also from the Newton Institute, talk about earthbound people, people who are, are bound on the earth for some reason they they have unfinished business, or, or they may even prefer it there because they're, they're, they want to experience things that are on the earth plane and they can't do it, but they stay as close to the earth plane as they can. And other people who are just kind of nasty and, and they want to get their kicks like the arsonists will collect themselves around other people who, who are on the earth plane still who like to set fires 
and they mm. will try to inspire them to set fire. So these are earthbounds, and who we're going to have uh, Peter Wright is going to explain who these people are, what ghosts are, and how they affect people who are on the earth plane. And we're going to have uh, uh, Suzanne Wilson, who is a very talented medium, uh, come and, and she's going to talk about guides and helpers and other beneficial entities who are on that side of life. So that whole part of the next conference is going to be talking about the people on the other side of life and their relationship to us on this side of life and how they communicate. And after that, we're going to go into what is like an everyday living, just what happens every day on the other side. We're going to have Kim Sheridan, who has written a book about pets in the afterlife. She's going to be talking about animals and pets, what happens to them, what they do when when they leave us, and, and we're still here and they're there, and, and she'll be speaking about that. And then Patricia McGivern is going to be speaking about what happens to babies who are lost before birth on the earth plane. Uh, for any reason, whatever the reason is, what happens to them on the other side? Because they are and they are real living people, and and uh, they do go to the other side. And she's going to be talking about that from based on her book, and and per year is going to be there. She's going to talk about the afterlife from, that she learned from her son. He took his own life. She'll be talking about suicides, and she'll be talking about what what goes on with people on the other side, and and uh, also his, his descriptions of what the other side's like. And Donna Smith-Moncrief is going to be there from, from Canada. She leads the Metaphysics Research Institute. I think, was she a guest of yours? Wasn't yes. Donna? Right, right. Yes. she was a guest she, of she's yours. She's coming and, back, too. She'll be my guest in, I guess, I think three weeks. She mm-hmm. um, she was at the uh, Thompson Seances in Sarasota in September, and I've, I've actually Skyped with her since. She has wonderful stories to tell, and she'll be telling them to mm-hmm. our listeners in just a few weeks. Yeah, wonderful. And and uh, so she's very talented, and she's done quite a bit of metaphysics research. Yeah, she's, she's nice, too. What she's learned. She's, she's nice. She's nice. Yeah. The, the thing yes. is, the people mm-hmm. we meet who, who are really into this work are such loving, kind, selfless people. I just found yeah. her to be a delight to talk mm-hmm. to. Yeah, she's wonderful. And so she's going to be talking about what, what all of her research in, in, into the afterlife has shown, uh, because we do have hard data. We have good research about what's happened there. Uh, Roberta, you're going to be speaking there about what heaven is. Is heaven really up? I think that's is a wonderful, really up? wonderful <laughs> talk. Is heaven really up? If not, then where is it? Where, where is this place on, on the other side? And, uh, so that's going to be fascinating discussion. And, and uh, then Jackie Johnson is going to come over from Scotland. Uh, and she is a PhD from Scotland who does psychical research. She's going to talk about the realms and the planes and the levels in the afterlife. What are, what are all of these places that are in the afterlife? And then Carol Morgan is going to come back. We're delighted to have her. She's the one who uses the pendulum and communicates with her son, Mikey. And Mikey then, when she started communicating with him at first, of course, it was just a run, wonderful reunion and the beginning of their relationship together. And, and uh, then after a while, Mikey has started to teach her and to teach us, and by consequence, about the afterlife. What goes on there? What is it like there? And, and uh, what he's been teaching her is profound, uh, things that could never have come from, from Carol who has no background in this area, but he's been teaching her. And, and um, I understand you guys are going to be writing a book now. Yes, uh, we're, we are working on Mikey's autobiography. Basically, 
since he graduated. Um, he'll tell us a little bit about his time beforehand, but this is an extraordinary being. He is a sixth level, I have no doubt, a sixth level being. He knows about as much as anybody with, with a mind, a human mind would know, and yet he's also a 20 year old. And so, the, his approach is just delightful, and and Carol is getting the first draft done. That I'm going to help them polish it up. But we 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 expect to have it out before the conference next September. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be a wonderful book, and 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 what Mikey has to say is is really instructive, is really profound, and uh, there are some uh, what we're learning now, what we're understanding about the afterlife. We, we have maps now. It's like somebody came out with a gazette here, you know, that that, that yes. has all of the maps, and and they, we've got all the roads, and and we, you know, we've got a GPS now. We can. We can look at the the people in, in the afterlife, and they're communicating with us uh, freely, and we understand what's going to happen uh, when we pass from this life. And and once you begin to realize that, once you listen to the, these people who, when they speak and you learn about it, then uh, there's no fear of death. You realize that death is just another transition. It, you're you're going. It's like going from from being a child into being an adult, and that you have much to look forward to. That the next stage of life is, is, is a wonderful stage and that we will continue in touch with those who are, have remained on the earth plane for a, a brief period and we never leave them. We never lose them. There is no such thing as loss when somebody passes. You know, it's all just a matter of a different, different form. Different, it's a uh, brief, a brief change in our relationship, but very mm, brief. brief. And brief frankly, the, the relationship we can have is equally wonderful in its own different way. When we come back, we're going to talk about what having this all be broadly known really means. This is Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. You are a powerful, eternal being. You never began and you never will end. And when you really grasp all the implications of that extraordinary fact, it is going to change everything in your life. Our guest today is the wonderful R. Craig Hogan, and we'll be right back. Roberta Grimes spent decades reading more than 150 years of abundant and consistent communications from the dead. The result is her book, The Fun of Dying, Find out what really happens next. The Fun of Dying shows you why your mind is eternal. It explains how you can enjoy the death process, and it describes in detail the glorious forever that awaits us all. Now Roberta follows The Fun of Dying with The Fun of Staying in Touch. Learn how our dead loved ones give us spectacular signs of their survival. Learn about the wonderful ways that you can stay in contact with those you love. Go to robertagrimes.com for more information. It turns out that love really is eternal. Afterlife researcher Victor Zamet has long been a leader in the field of helping us understand what is going on. Like Roberta Grimes, Victor is an attorney. Like her, he was dissatisfied with the scientific and religious explanations of reality, so he did what lawyers do. He examined the evidence. And when he drew the same set of conclusions that every open-minded researcher has drawn, he began to educate the world. Roberta considers the free Friday Afterlife report that Victor and Wendy Zamet produce to be indispensable access to fresh information about our one reality. 
Go to victorzamet.com and sign up to receive their wonderful Friday Afterlife Report. That's V-I-C-T-O-R-Z-A-M-M-I-T dot com. It's the best news you'll read all week. Welcome back to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. We're talking today with my dear friend, R. Craig Hogan, about the conference that is upcoming in September of next year. Go to ASCSI.org for more information. There's really, really, really early bird pricing there now, and there, there's uh, the ability to, to cancel ahead of time if you decide, if you, try, if you think you can go, but then you can't go at the last minute, so no harm in signing up now. But, Craig, I, what I was, as I was listening to you talk about these wonderful speakers... All that kept coming to my mind was how important it is that we get all this information out and we get science looking at it. Because please understand, everyone, this isn't speculation. This is These are facts as certain as any scientific fact you can possibly imagine. The fact that, that mainstream science has devolved into a belief system, atheism, and will not look at anything that it suspects might lead to possibly conceivably finding something that you might call God, the fact that that's what our what our mainstream scientists have devolved to and have been that's where they've been for the past hundred years which is why frankly physics has been in the weeds for pretty much a hundred years the fact that they're there is tragic because think about it you know Craig you were talking about earthbounds and the ways they affect us I don't like earthbounds so I try not to think about it but more and more I, I'll read a story and someone will say I don't know why I did that you know mm-hmm. I Suddenly mm-hmm. I picked up a gun and shot someone. I don't know why I did that. Or mm-hmm. where I burned the house down. I don't know why I did it. And whenever mm-hmm. someone says that and you read it in a newspaper, guaranteed that person was under the influence of an earthbound. Yeah, and, that's true. And what a tragedy that is, that we don't mm-hmm. even know that. And people go to jail or, go, or are executed for things that another being did using their body. How mm-hmm. awful yeah. that is. Yeah, and we'll realize more and more about that. They, they tell us on the other side, and we're beginning to realize it now, that when we talk, talk about mental illness, that mental illness is, is very much a, a result of people on the other side influencing someone. Uh, and it depends on how susceptible they are. Many people are very susceptible to people on the other side. And if they are very susceptible, then, then uh, an entity can have such an effect on them that it appears that they are insane. Uh, and that then is uh, the effect of the person on the other side. It's not having to do with them. And it, it does happen that there was very recently a, a, a young boy uh, had been murdered, and, and what the killer had said is that something took over him. Is the way yeah. that he used it, and that it's that sense because they realize that that it is not them that's happened that happens, and people say afterwards, you know, I can't imagine. I, I knew that person who was the murderer, and he's a wonderful man. I don't know why this could have happened. And we realize now that, that those on the other side that we're sending over there from, in ignorance, uh, with those cruel, uh, inclinations, they're continuing their work on the other side. And the more we change on this side, and so that when people make the transition, they are more spiritual and loving and kind, the less we'll have of mental illness on this side because of the fact that they are in fact influenced by the people on the other side. Uh, so we're just beginning to find that, that out. We're just beginning to understand that. And as you say, mainstream science is ignorance. 
but it's always been that way. Every discovery that's been made has has had to slug through <laughs> to be able to get uh, past the ignorance and, and uh, those who are frankly threatened by it. They don't understand it. It's not part of their discipline. You know, what's going to happen to my uh, uh, my grant from the National Science Foundation, you know, if, uh, if people start talking about consciousness being the basis of, of reality and and uh, so what they do is they resist it because they don't understand and, and they can't be part of it. But but we mustn't allow them, the scientists who are, re- they are materialists. They're, they're not good hardcore scientists because of the fact that they dismiss the evidence that we have instead of listening to it and figuring out what it means. And we mustn't listen to them because of the fact that what they're doing is they're slowing our pace of, of our evolution, our spiritual evolution as a species. Had this not happened, had had first this spiritualism, their spiritual abilities were held captive by the church uh, in the Western world, and the church held them captive uh, for two millennia, uh, and then 400 years ago, science discovered, well, you don't need the, the church, you don't need religion, you don't need God, because everything happens by itself, and you know, we are a massive accidents in time, we are soft rocks that evolved out of, out of uh, nothing. And uh, right. then science took over 400 years ago and told us that, that not to believe any of it and that anything that comes out of, uh, inside of you that you think is valid is just uh, an illusion, that there's nothing valid inside of you, that everything is in the books and it's in, in the science laws and, and therefore listen to us because we're the, the high priests of science. Yes. And so then we begin to, we began to believe that. And now we're breaking away from both the religion that, that is suppressive and science that is ignorant, and we are beginning to realize that spiritually there's much more to existence, much more to life than we ever realized was possible, and it's a glorious time. It and is that's a glorious going to be the time. Next, yeah, that's going to be the next revolution. So then, when yes. we know that to be true. I, I talk about it when, when I talk uh, as, a, as the third wave of physics. You know, we had uh, the clockwork kind of physics of, of Isaac Newtonian. Newton. Newtonian. Mm-hmm. Newtonian physics. Then we, we developed uh, the great, great Max Planck's quantum physics. He got the 1918 Nobel Prize for it, which is directly related to where we're going. And, but there's another wave. There's one more wave, which Planck, to his great credit, saw. He, he should have gotten the Nobel Prize for his, he wasn't the first to discover it, but I think he was the first to expound the fact that consciousness, what we think of as human consciousness, is primary and pre-existing. The third wave of physics is consciousness-based. Thomas Campbell, in his My Big T-O-E, My Big Toe, he's kind of funny, um, he expounds it very well. Uh, and and we, coming at, at it from a totally different perspective, totally non, non-physics trained, um, have basically come to all the same conclusions based on what the dead have taught us and, and with the help of Max Planck and his, and his fellows. So truth eventually wins. There is one reality. That's what we talk about every week on Seek Reality. Let's figure out what it is, and I'm happy to have it be the truth. The, whatever the truth is, I can face it, and so can you. But what we need to understand is science ain't going to get us there, because science will not look at a great deal of perfectly legitimate facts that fit directly with what scientists tell us. For example, they're studying 5% of reality. 95% of the universe is dark matter and dark energy, so-called, because it doesn't seem to be material. It doesn't react with photons of light, doesn't give them off. Well, 
coincidentally, Craig, 27% of that is dark matter, and the ratio of 6 to 1 of the dark, quote, dark matter and the matter in this material universe is kind of suspiciously like what we would expect if that were the afterlife. And I am coming to believe mm-hmm. that's what it is. Mm-hmm. 68% is dark energy. It, it also is not material. It's non-material energy. Well, you know what? Maybe that's the source. Maybe they have found God. They've found the afterlife. They've found everything. And, you know, maybe Occam was right because Occam's razor says basically the simplest explanation is the best, probably. And, and Occam's razor would say, yeah, if it's right in the universe and it doesn't seem to be material, maybe we ought to look at it for what it really is. It's, it's, <laughs> it's really amazing to be alive now and to finally begin to make sense of all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And to be able to, and to be part of this revolution, because we can see it coming. Oh, uh, yes. And, and, and so what we do is we have our, our um, you know, as, as Greg Braden says, we have our feet in both worlds. You know, we are, are seeing the old world, you know, we're part of that, we understand that. And at the same time, we, we are seeing into the new world. And the new world is so exciting because of the fact that we are realizing profound truths that, that the, the, the universe, that our lives that are entirely benevolent. Everything is for our good. And now it's, it's just a matter of living our lives, realizing that that's true. And the more we understand, the more that we learn, the more that we come to the same conclusions. Uh, every time we turn around and, and there's another discovery uh, in, in physics, you know, the, about the quantum mechanics and non-locality and, and, uh, and uh, the, the fact that there are, we cannot reduce uh, matter and energy to, uh, to its uh, ultimate reduction that we had to talk about relationships that there is nothing that's not related to each other and that then uh, sounds very much like what the, the metaphysicians have been saying for centuries and so yes. all of it's coming together yes mm-hmm. yes it's it's glorious it's a glorious mm-hmm. time to be mm-hmm. alive mm-hmm. so so anything more to say about the conference we're getting sort of toward the end of our hour anything more to to make people feel that they've got to be be there or be square everyone this is going to blow away july of this year and it's going to be wonderful it'll be a love fest and i'm looking forward to taking a lot of courses there and i write books about this stuff but there are going to be experts there that i am happy to sit at the feet of and learn from mm-hmm. so so anything more you'd like to tell us about the conference? yeah uh, they, we are going to have workshops so there will be workshops there rosemary Giley will be Teaching people how to use uh, black mirror to, for gazing to be able to communicate, and uh, and we are also going to be very happy to have David Thompson, who is uh, probably the world's foremost materialization medium, who will be there. And uh, David is going to be doing some sessions in in, in which he uh, allows materialization to happen, uh, and uh, we're going to have a small number of people there. But he's also going to do. Some demonstrations for the entire conference uh, with trans mediumship in which uh, the person on the other side, William, who is his control, uh, speaks to us from the other side. And then he'll also be doing a session in which he'll, he'll actually take an hour and, and explain what it's like to have a materialization medium, uh, how it's possible for other people, for, for those on the other side, to come back to us through the materialization medium and actually materialize. Uh, on the earth plane. So David Thompson is going to be there. So that will be very exciting. So uh, all in all, it's going to be a wonderful conference, and we're just really looking forward to what will happen there. One of the things I think is important to share 
is that there's more that comes out of these conferences for attendees even than the information because the networking is glorious. I mean, I met people, I met a number of people who routinely subscribe to Seek Reality and got to talk with them. I loved that. I'm going to be there. Anybody mm-hmm. who, please identify yourself to me if you come to this and, and if you've been listening at all to Seek Reality podcast because, um, I love to meet and talk with people who share this overwhelming interest. Um, to mm-hmm. meet Craig, to meet Gary Schwartz, who is the leading scientist in the world working in this field, and a brilliant, brilliant man. Uh, he's going to be our keynote speaker. To meet him is, is by itself worth the trip. The Zamets, Victor and Wendy Zamet, and please subscribe to their newsletter. It's free, and it is the best, as I say, it's the best news you'll read all week. Yeah. But it's, mm-hmm. it's the best source of real information about what truly is going on. Um, just go to victorzamet.com, Z-A-M-M-I-T.com, and subscribe. And it's easy to, to, but they're going to be there if, all the way from Australia. You'll get to network with, with the people who are on the cutting edge of the truth being revealed to the world. I just, I just feel in awe of having these people as friends and being mm-hmm. able to, to hear their minds work, to hear them think. And that includes you, Craig, frankly. But it's, it's just, it's a thrill just to be part of these groups. People would come up to me toward the end of the conference. People would come up to me and say, you know, just that one presentation was worth this trip from New Zealand. One woman said to me, I said, oh, my goodness, to Arizona. Uh, so many, many moments that were just, uh, you, you could not have replaced them, and you really couldn't have had those experiences anywhere else. So I, I hope everybody will, will think seriously, ASCSI.org. Um, we've, I think we've decided that the cutoff this year will be 300 attendees, and because we... Above a level, we, we just, um, we, we want it to be great for everybody and we don't want it to be anything other than a very personal experience. So, um, if you, if you get in early, you get A, an early bird price and B, an assured place at the table because I think it's going to fill pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I hate to say that we've come to the end of our time together. I'm Roberta Grimes. My books are The Fun of Dying, Find Out What Really Happens Next, and The Fun of Staying in Touch, which explores the many ways in which our dead loved ones gives up, give us signs of their survival and also some of the amazing ways we can learn to contact them now. My novels include My Thomas, about Thomas Jefferson's beautiful marriage right at the heart of the Revolutionary War. My letters are lo- from love are novels that follow three generations of a wealthy American family who explore how we can use what we're learning from the dead to make human life finally work. Go to robertagrimes.com. My blog is there. If you sign up there, you and I can stay in touch. We've been talking today with my wonderful friend, Craig Hogan. Please join us next time. Our guest will be Betty Ann Miller, who's a Canadian widow who has had extraordinary science and experiences, including what happened to her at the conference when she sat with Sonia Rinaldi, who is one of the greatest people in the world now working in the field of electronic communication. She's going to help you see how anyone can continue a relationship with a dead loved one so long as we're open to the process. Please be with us then. Meanwhile, of course, AfterlifeForums.com, always wonderful discussions going on. And now, go out and make the most of this coming week in our one reality, knowing that you are a powerful, eternal being and you are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about your eternal life. To learn more, tune in every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. For lively and positive discussions, visit www.afterlifeforums.com. To contact Roberta, email her at roberta at seekreality.com. 
wishing you a productive week empowered by the truth of who you really are.